Hey, well, good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining Empowered for the Hour. This is your host, Pastor Chris. I'm excited to be with you today. I'm going to talk about five keys to being a strong Christian. Five keys to being a strong Christian. I'm going to keep it short and sweet, but I think this is going to help us today. These five keys, if you take these keys and you use them, you're going to see tremendous breakthrough in your life. You know, without keys, if you walked up to your vehicle without your key, it's going to be extremely difficult for you to start that car. Now, you you can start it, but you're going to have to find a way to hotwire the car, which would take time and effort and a headache because most people don't know how to hotwire a car, which... I hope you don't because that's what thieves do. But anyways, you need the key to get in the car to then drive. Or how about going into your house? What if you locked your house and you forgot your keys at work? Well, you're going to have to drive back to work to get your keys because unless you break the door open, you're not getting in the house. So we need keys in our Christian life, that will unlock the door for our breakthrough. And I believe that these five keys, these simple, profound keys, will help you in your Christian life. If you could go ahead and subscribe to my channel, I'd like if you could share this with a friend, get the word out there, and that would be awesome if you could do that. The Bible talks about in Ephesians 6.10, look what Paul said, He said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. Did he say be strong in yourself? No. Did he say be strong in your other, in your pastor's faith? No. Did he say be strong in your mother's faith? No. Did he say be strong in your dad's power or his might? No. He said be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Look at 2 Timothy 2.1. It says, You therefore, my, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Listen, if we're going to live victorious lives as a Christian in 2020, in the hour that we're living in, we are going to need to tap in to the the strength of God, the grace of God, and the anointing of God like never before. Listen, we're living in times that if you don't have a relationship with God, if you don't know how to tap into the grace that's available through Him and the Word of God, Can I tell you that you're at a huge loss? Because the days we're living in, we need some firepower. We need some power to help us through and navigate through some of these things that we're facing. Listen, guys, I hate to bring the bad news, but things in life aren't necessarily going to get any better in the world. Jesus said it pretty clearly. These are just the beginning of sorrows the beginning. So we have to be strong in the Lord. And that's my foundation today. Let's go to point number one. What is this first key? Well, you're going to have to, number one, maintain a strong prayer life. You're going to have to maintain a strong prayer life. And the majority of my audience is Christians. So that's who I'm hitting today. If you're not a Christian, I can give you an opportunity to receive the love of God for you today. And these keys will work for you if you surrender your life to Jesus. But I'm specifically talking to Christians today. You need to maintain a strong prayer life if you're going to make it in the days ahead. Fact. You're going to have to fast and pray like you've never prayed before. You are going to have to get into your Bible. It might be on your shelf with dust on it. You're going to have to dust off the dust on your Bible and open that baby up. 
and start getting in the Word and finding out what God says about you and your circumstance. Listen, if you've lost your job, if you're in a situation that you need some serious help, can I tell you that your answer is found within the pages of Scripture? Open that Bible up and begin to read it and get it down in your spirit and allow the Lord to show you what belongs to you. Number Point number one, key number one, maintain a strong prayer life. What about Jesus? You remember, you read through the scriptures, specifically the gospels, and you see even Jesus had to pray. And I love that about him because he wasn't too good to not go and pray. He was 100% man and 100% God. He, if the Son of God had to go off, the scripture always talks about how he had to go privately alone, even in the middle of the night, three o'clock in the morning, he would go out and pray. If he had to get alone with God as the Son of God, what makes us think that we don't have to do that? You know, I have had the privilege of being in all-night prayer meetings with with a great church. And, I mean, you want to talk about feeling like a different man after praying 12 hours straight in the Holy Ghost. You want to talk about going to the next level in prayer? Find yourself an all-night prayer meeting and you'll see yourself go to another dimension. Let me tell you something right now. It was awesome. And... um we have to pray like never before. Look what in Luke twenty two forty five through 46. If you're taking notes, write this down. It would really help. This is what the Gospel of Luke says about Jesus and his prayer life. It says, When he rose up from prayer, he had come to his disciples. He found them sleeping from sorrow. He said to them, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest, lest you enter into temptation. Least you enter into temptation. So, Jesus is clearly identifying something here in, in the area of prayer. He's saying, if you don't pray on a consistent basis, you are going to be in an area of temptation that will be really hard to resist because you haven't spent time in God's presence. Listen, your your prayer life is... It's a matter of life and death for you. Let me say that again because I want somebody to get this today. Your prayer life is a matter of life and death. Because the enemy is looking to do one thing and that is take you out. He hates you. He does not like you. And if you just think that you're going to put your prayer life on the shelf and just kind of walk through life and just kind of go through the motions in 2020, listen... The days of going through the motions as a Christian in 2020 are over. We have got, I'm talking to myself personally, we have got to get back to the place of prayer like never before. Because if we don't get back to prayer, the devil is going to take us completely out. You know, what about just... Like you used to do, because I know I know people. They man, they would they first got saved and they would just spend time with God all the time. They would worship. I mean, they would just be all all in the Word all the time. Let's get back to our first love. What about just turning on some worship music on YouTube and just just closing your eyes, man, and just worshiping the Lord? I mean, do we have to complicate this thing? What about just going back and into those moments where you? Just remind yourself of when the Lord touched you for the first time. Can we go back to those moments? Can I stir you up today to fall in love with Jesus all over again? To fall in love with your first love? This is powerful. Now, key number one, maintain a strong prayer life. Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer. Everything. He didn't say some things. He didn't say half things. He didn't say maybe some things. He said by everything by prayer. In everything by prayer. 
With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. Are you talking about the problem? Are you actually praying about it and leaving it with God? Do you just consistently find yourself talking about the problem all the time? Calling it this person and that person. And I'm not saying don't call people and get encouraged and, and uplift them. But are you just calling people and just throwing up on them with your, your problems and you haven't even prayed about it yet? Listen, get back to prayer and watch how God's peace just comes and surpasses your heart and your mind through Christ. That's what he said. When you go back to the place of prayer, your peace will go to another level. If you really pray and you really give it to God and you really come in faith, you'll see this these things that really try to entangle you, they'll just they'll melt away like wax. Five keys to being a strong Christian. Point number two or key number two. Are you ready for this one? This is gonna be a make it or break it. This one right here is is uh, pretty pretty crucial crucial pretty crucial. Okay, number number two here we've got allow the Holy Spirit to guide you with your decisions. If we ever needed spiritual discernment or the discerning of spirits, or if we ever needed the Holy Spirit to show us the false and the truth. If we ever needed the Holy Spirit to guide us and show us things to come, I'm telling you right now, it is now. It is right now. If we ever needed to know the person of the Holy Spirit, can I tell you it is today? <laughs> Listen, we can't put this thing on the back burner anymore. It's time to get to know Holy Spirit. It is time to get to know Him and understand his ways and the way he he functions. And can I just say he is God? He's he is God. He's there's God is three parts. How you figure that out with your mind, good luck. But it's God, it's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is God. And He is our helper. Watch what Jesus said. Can I go with what Jesus said? I'll, I'll win every time. It's not what Chris said. This is written in red. This is what he said in John 14, 16 through 18. This is written in red. I did not write this. He's the one that wrote this. He's the one that said this. So I'm going to repeat Jesus. He said, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another comforter or another helper that he may abide with you forever. You know, he identified him as a he. He said that he may abide with you forever. That he may abide with you forever. He. He. He is a person. Holy Spirit is a person. He's not, he's not a mystical idea. He's not tongues. Come on, Pentecostal folks. He ain't tongues. That's just the language of the Spirit. He's not tongues, okay? Holy Spirit is not, is not uh, simply you falling down on the ground and getting touched. That's a manifestation of His presence, of the Spirit, and He's coming and touching people. He does that, and yes, I believe in all of that stuff. But He, you know, He's not, that's not the only thing that He does is touch people. He comes to help you to show you the truth, to show you Jesus as he really is, to, to help you and strengthen you in your weaknesses. This is Holy Spirit. He's your intercessor. He's your guide. He's your standby. He's your paraclete. He's the one called alongside to help you. He's one that is called alongside to help you. He's the spirit of truth who the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, Jesus said. I will come to you. Then he said in, in John 16, however, when he, talking about the he again, he's a he's, a, he's identifying him as a he, he's a person. The spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth. 
He will not speak on his own authority, but he, whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. I love that right there. He will tell you things to come. Come on, if anybody needs that today, that's me. I'm grabbing a hold of this myself right now. He is going to tell me things to come in the future. He's going to show me what to do in the future. You say, Chris, I need direction. Well, listen, I just gave you the answer right here. His name is Holy Spirit. He will show you things to come. You say, Chris, I need some help. I need to know what's happening in my life. I need to know direction. I need to know what's going to happen in the future. Listen, I gave you the solution. I gave you the key. Just turn, put that key in the doorknob and turn that key, man, and unlock this door. His name is Holy Spirit. He will show you things to come. He will show you things to come. You know, I uh, I had the privilege to go to an amazing Bible school, and the dean at the time, um, he he went to the nation of Turkey. Um, this is this is powerful. This is we're talking about Holy Spirit guiding us, right? So Pastor Todd went to his name was Pastor Todd Holmes, pastor of the River of Tri Cities, great pastor. Uh, anyways, he he went to Turkey. He went to the nation of Turkey. He felt like God was saying, I want you to go. I want you to strengthen the churches there. If you know anything about Turkey, um, they have what's called underground churches. And if you identify yourself as a Christian, you could uh, give up your life. They don't like Christians. It's, it's pretty much a death sentence if you even identify as being a Christian. That's how intense the restrictions are. On Christians now, Americans. Unfortunately, we really don't know how to identify with that. I believe that one day it might get to that point here in America. We're already seeing the um, the foretaste of that, which I hope it never gets to that point. But we're seeing it right now. But anyways, he's he's in he's in uh, Turkey, and um, like I said, the restrictions are pretty are pretty heavy. So he goes up to, uh, he, he starts, he, he obviously gets on an airplane, gets over there, gets his hotel room, goes to a gift shop, and he starts to talk to a person and just kind of communicating with them, building a relationship, hey, how are you doing type thing. And all of a sudden in his heart or in his spirit, the Lord speaks to him and says, hey, I want you to talk to this person about the churches in, in Turkey. Now, you gotta, you gotta understand that if he wasn't following the voice of the Holy Spirit, do you realize if he was to talk to the wrong person that it was, it was off with his head? I mean, he was dead. You know, if if he was to, let's say he was to ask somebody about the churches that was in government or in authority, they would have took him to prison immediately, and he never would have got out. So you have to understand that Holy Spirit wants to guide us in every affair of our life. And this is obviously pretty extreme, but I want to give you this, this, this testimony to encourage you that whether it's extreme or minor, God cares about everything and He wants to lead you by His Spirit. So, He feels in His heart, I, want to talk, I need to talk to this person about the churches. So he, he kind of slightly starts to talk about it, you know, and keeps it at a minimum tone level because if he if anybody hears him, this could be pretty dangerous. So he he says, "Hey, I want to talk to you. Can I talk to you for a second about something?" And the guy says, "Yeah." And he uh he talks to me. He says, "Hey, do you know anything about the churches in Turkey? Do you know where they meet? Do you know anything about them?" And the guy, his eyes got real big and he he looked around the room to make sure nobody was hearing, and he he said, "Here, come here. Let's go in the back room, so he, they could be in private." So he takes this man to the back room and says, "You know, identifies that obviously the churches in Turkey." He says, "The churches in Turkey, uh, they don't have a specific place that they meet. They meet in different places every every week because if the people found out where they were at, then." they would all be in prison and, you know, experience pretty much death on the spot. So um, he couldn't really identify where they were at, but um, he had to get some kind of basic information. So 
he gets back in the taxi cab and um, he starts to pray and the Holy Spirit literally started guiding him on the streets as they were driving. Holy Spirit would tell him, turn left, turn right, go here, do this, go on this street. Literally, by the Spirit of God, the Lord was showing him. He was directing the taxi cab as what he felt in his spirit. Now, this is supernatural stuff, okay? This is called the gifts of the Spirit, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the discerning of spirits. If you know anything about the gifts of the Spirit, these are powerful gifts. This is all by the Spirit of God. This is called being led by the Spirit. And he was being led by the Spirit in this nation. Long story short, he finds himself by the Spirit. The Lord shows him this abandoned building, and he said, that's it. That's where they're meeting right now. So he, imagine this. He's going up to this abandoned building, and it looks like nobody's around. He knocks on the door of the abandoned building, and somebody opens it up. And the person that opens it up looks at Pastor Todd and says, we've been praying for you. We saw you in our prayers the other night. We've been waiting for you. I mean, come on, this is powerful. Powerful stuff. Powerful. So he he goes in and um, starts preaching the gospel. I mean, these people are so hungry. You want to talk about hungry for God? You want to talk about desperate? These people are desperate. They need a touch from heaven because it's life or death. And he goes in there and has great meetings, revival meetings. Many were filled with the Holy Ghost. Many were touched. Many were healed. Many were encouraged and uplifted but i said all that to say that holy spirit wants to guide you in your life maybe that's it's not as extreme for you but you're worried about how your son is going to get back on track with 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 jesus you you wonder how you know what's the future going to hold for me in my business right now because of the whole virus or you wonder how what is going to happen for me in my schoolwork right now and how am i going to Learn how to do all these things online when you don't really like online school. Listen, there's so much going on. You've got to learn how to follow the Holy Ghost. The Bible says in Romans 8, 14, For as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. You are a child of God. You can expect to be guided by Holy Spirit on a continual basis. You can expect to be led by the Holy Spirit on a continual basis because you are His son and you are His daughter. You can expect it. You can expect it. You can expect it all the time because that's what He wants to do for you. Five keys to being a strong Christian. Number three, staying faithful to the house of God. Staying faithful to the house of God. Now, am I going to get on here and just start tearing up pastors for not having church? Nope. You have to hear from God yourself. But what I am going to say is what the Bible says. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, it says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up good works, love and good works, not forsaking the assemblies of ourselves together, as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. You notice how it says as much more as you see that day approaching? It wouldn't take a rocket scientist to figure out if you've been raised in church, or if you understand Bible prophecy, or if you've heard a message on the rapture of the church. It wouldn't take a rocket scientist or a genius to figure out that Jesus is coming pretty soon. And what he's saying is, is I want you to, even though you see all hell breaking loose, what what he's saying, the Hebrew writer is saying right here, he's saying, I want you to meet even though hell is breaking loose in your life. I want you to come together because there's power and unity. You remember in the upper room when they were all together in one place, in one accord, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven, like a mighty rushing wind that filled the house where they were sitting, and the cloven tongues of fire filled them. You remember that in the book of Acts in the upper room? But it only came when they were in unity in one place. It didn't say when they were all on a live stream at home. It didn't say when they were all in their bedroom, in their own houses, and then suddenly. No, they all came together and they were in one place. And there's power in corporate worship. There's power when we come together and the enemy 
hates that. But when you see that day approaching, the day of the Lord, when Jesus is coming back, the, the Hebrew writer in this specific scripture is saying you need to meet like you've never met before. You need to have meetings like you've never had. You need to have prayer meetings. You need to start, you need to start getting together more often. You need to start believing me for miracles. You need to start believing me to see people touched and changed by the power of God. You need to meet and get together because the day is approaching. Jesus said, again, I say to you, if two or two of you agree on earth touching anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. When we get together in, in unity, when we come together as a corporate body, Jesus said, I am right there in the midst. I'm right there in it. I am right there in it. Why do you think the devil hates it when we come together? Because Jesus is right there in the midst of us to encourage us, to uplift us, to set us free from things that are entangling our life, to give us a fresh, fresh touch of his presence, to, to, to empower us to live a holy life, to empower us to live the life that Jesus has called us to live, to empower us in our jobs, to empower us to be a witness, to empower us to be his hands and his feet and his mouthpiece. There is power in corporate worship. There's power when we come together. When you put God's house first place, God will put you first place. Come on. Staying faithful to the house of God. If you don't have a local church, or maybe your church is not meeting, I want to encourage you, find a church that is meeting and get your behind in the seat and get a word from heaven and allow the presence of God to fill you so you can get encouraged. We don't need to be sitting in our living room looking at our phone watching some live stream. It's time to get in the house of God and worship Jesus in corporate worship. Thank you, Lord. It will change your life being plugged into a local church, a good local church. I'm not talking about some dead church. I'm talking about getting plugged in to a local church that's on fire where they preach the gospel. They preach every doctrine in the Bible. They don't just preach one thing. They hit every subject. They go and they even hit the hard ones. They hit the difficult ones that nobody wants to talk about. You need to get yourself in a church like that. It will change you. You put God's house first place, he'll put you first place. It is crucial. Five keys to being a strong Christian. You've got to get in the house of God. You have to. It is not an option anymore. Listen, it, it, you might have, you know, you might have in the past, and eh, I don't think I want to go to church, you know, we're just going to stay home. We love the Lord or whatever. Well, it, those them days are over, honey. It's time to get in the house of God. I, I know, uh, I, well, I, you know, I get fed on, on Christian TV. Listen, I, Christian TV is great, but honey, it's time to put on your church clothes on a Sunday morning and sit your behind in a church seat and listen to a man of God give you a word. It's time to get your butt in church. And I say that in love. Get your behind in church. I love Christian TV. Listen, I love I love YouTube. I, I watch sermons literally all the time. I It fills me up too. But there ain't nothing like getting in the house of God, lifting your hands and worshiping in a corporate setting with other believers that are walking and believing. And, and it, there's just, it's different, man. You know what I'm talking about. It's different. Five keys to being a strong Christian. Number four, sharing Jesus with other people. Sharing your testimony. The Bible says we overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. You got you you to share your testimony with other people right now. Do you realize your testimony has the power to set other people free? Do you realize what God did for you, he can do for somebody else because he's no respecter of persons? Do you realize... As you open up your mouth and share your testimony, it can set somebody else free. Come on, let's talk to people about Jesus in our realm of influence. There's people every single day, you see them, you talk with them, you build a relationship with them, and you've kind of been hesitant to share your faith. You've been hesitant to share Jesus. Step out and do it. Well, Chris, what if they say no? Well, how about this? What if they say yes? What if they say yes? Change your way of thinking. What if they say yes? 
and their whole life gets turned around. They turn into the next Billy Graham. Come on, we got to start thinking differently. What if they say yes? Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Acts 1.8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and then you'll be my witnesses. God wants you to be a strong, powerful witness. Amen. You can do it. You can do it. Let me encourage you. Step out. I know sometimes it's uncomfortable. I know. Talking to strangers or even talking to people that, well, what are they going to think? My God, they're going to think I'm crazy. They already do. If they, If you're a Christian, you... You're already labeled as crazy. Just be extra crazy then. Well, brother, they're going to really think I'm crazy. They already do, bro. They think you're nuts because you love Jesus. So just go go the extra mile. Yes, I, you know, tell them your testimony. Tell them how radical God saved you. Tell them, tell them how he filled you with the Holy Ghost. Tell them. Tell him how he set you free from that horrible spirit of depression. How you got filled with joy. And how you couldn't stop laughing uncontrollably because the power of God hit you. Tell him. Tell him how you were so depressed, but suddenly Jesus came and touched my life, man. And he set me free. Tell them. Because they're probably in the same situation that you were in. Hello, I love you. I'm just going to tell you the truth. That's because I love you. Come on, let's tell somebody about Jesus, man. They need to hear your story. Your story is powerful. Your story is powerful. Come on, you've got a powerful testimony. It's time to open up your mouth. So many people are hurting. The suicide rate is up, is through the roof. Come on. People are, are ready, they're hungry to hear the gospel like never before. Open up that mouth and begin to speak and watch what God does. Five keys to being a strong Christian. Number five, this is going to this is gonna be the one that we talked about, four of them that are powerful, but if you don't get this one right, none of the other ones will work. If you don't get this one right, then none of the other ones are going to work. And I think I'm, I hope I don't step on too many toes, but this one's going to really get, get us. And it's, it's gotten me and I had to get myself right. But five keys, being a strong Christian, number five, you're going to have to walk in love and forgiveness towards other people. Period. If you're not going to forgive, if you're not going to let people go, if you're not going to walk in love, Regardless of what they've done, listen, I know it's real. I know it, the hurts are real. I know people, church people especially. Listen, it's, it's in the church where most, of the, most people get offended. But if you're not going to walk in love, if you're not going to walk in forgiveness, none of the things I talked about are going to work for you because you are going to be in a, in a place in your heart where God is even... He's extremely limited in your life because of this offense that you have, okay? And this is something that you and I have to walk out every single day. There is so many opportunities on a day-to-day -day basis for you and I to get offended, and we have to learn to just simply walk in love and pray for these people. Listen, they don't, under, they don't know your journey they don't know where you've been. They don't know what you've gone through. They don't know the, the things that you've overcome. They don't know they don't know you barely. Come on. They don't they don't understand your journey. So you're gonna have to learn how to just shove it off and walk in love. That's what we're called to do. Listen, people are going to hurt you. It is how life works. Welcome to the world where people make mistakes. Welcome to planet Earth where things happen. Even church people, even 
ministers and pastors and leaders. They will hurt you, but you have to make a decision. I'm not going to get offended. I love this person too much. I love Jesus too much to let anything get in the way between my relationship with God and ultimately my eternal destination. Jesus said, But if you don't forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you of your trespasses. I did not write this. Listen, if if God was entrusting me to write the Bible, I don't think I would have put that one in there. Because there's been some people in my life that I did not want to forgive, but I had to do it, and I have to do it on a consistent basis when things happen. But if we don't forgive people, like really forgive people, then we, our Heavenly Father, will not forgive us of our sins, period. End of story. This is how it works. I didn't write it. We got to get our heart right. End of story. It's just, it's how it works. If we don't forgive, if we don't release, God can't release us. I feel like a lot of people are in hell right now because of this area and I don't want to find myself in that horrible place because of unforgiveness and bitterness towards what other people have done to me. Listen, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and waiting for that other person to die. For the sake of your own heart, you're going to have to let these people go. Whether they hurt you with their words, maybe physically they hurt you, maybe they betrayed you, maybe they they seriously wounded you in your life. Listen, I know it's real. I know I know the hurts are deep, but I know that there is a helper that will help you name Jesus. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit will come alongside of you and help you in these areas. In the mighty name of Jesus. Five keys to being a strong Christian. Number five, you're going to have to walk in love and forgiveness towards other people. You're going to have to walk in love and forgiveness towards other people. You know, I'm going to share this last testimony and then I'm going to close. I'm going to pray for you and then I'm going to get off. But I remember there was a time where I was extremely... Excuse me, extremely offended at a particular at a particular person. And for the sake of um, not giving out too much information, I will not say any names or anything like that because this person is totally forgiven and I have released them. And if I was to call them today, we would have a great talk and we would laugh and carry on. But I was extremely offended at this person and I was hurt pretty bad by what they have said to me and how they treated me and it was actually a pastor. It was a minister. And how many of you know that could probably be one of the worst ones is the being offended by people in leadership because they have this really this expectation placed on their life where you don't think they would ever act like that because of their their title and who they uh, represent. But unfortunately, sometimes pastors are people. They put on pants like I do. And to keep it real frank with you, they go to the toilet like I do and like you do. And they are called a human. They make mistakes. So I got really offended at this particular minister. Um, and... I didn't I didn't realize how hurt I was until I started going to the Lord in prayer and God started showing me that I was really offended. You know, the Lord is so gracious and so merciful. He'll help you to get he even help you to get your own heart right. He will help you. And I would go to God in prayer and it was like my prayers were just blocked. It was like I um there was like a brick wall in my prayer life. I couldn't get through if you know what I'm talking about. I couldn't get through. I, it was like I could not cross over into that place of victory in my prayer life. And I knew it was all boiled down to one specific problem. I was offended. 
I was offended. And um, I want to read this passage of scripture to you because I believe this is going to help somebody on here. The Bible says in Romans 12, 20 through 21, it says, Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And I remember with this specific scripture, I was so hurt by this man. I loved him, but I was hurt. And I was going through a season where I was seeking God for direction for my life. And and I was just hurt by his comments. I was hurt by things that he said. It just really made me feel like a failure in life. It made me feel like I was a mistake. It made me feel like, man, I really don't feel like I amounted too much. It's really how some of the things that were said made me feel. Whether that was his intention or not. Um, but it just really hurt me. And... I was praying, and I had just felt in my heart, I'm going to bless him with something. I'm going to go out of my way. I'm not talking about going to Dollar Tree and getting and buying him something. I'm talking about getting something that will attach to his heart that he really likes, and I'm going to bless him with it. Because the Bible said, I just read it, If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. And what I decided to do was I was going to go. And this particular, this particular man, he loved this, this uh, coffee shop that I, that I, um, I would go to often. And what I did was, is I bought him. A $50 gift card to the specific coffee shop. This $50 card, this gift card. And I prayed and I said, Father, I'm going to attach my faith to this right now. The moment I released this in faith, it was my point of contact to really get my heart free. The moment I released this card into his hands, I thank you. That I make a decision, I'm going to forgive him and I'm going to let him go. And I kid you not, I walked up to him. I looked at him in the eyes and I said, sir, I just want to let you know how much I love you. And I want to thank you for everything you've done for me in my life. Because you've really helped me in my faith. You've helped me in so many areas in my life. And I said, I just want to bless you with this today. And I put that card in his hand. And he grabbed a hold of the card. And I felt this offense, this hurt, I felt it leave my heart. It's like something lifted right off of me. And from that day forward, I'd never had that offense towards him ever again. Something left that day. My giving literally broke the back of that offense. And I don't know who I'm talking to today in closing with this. But today, we talked about five keys to being a strong Christian. In the days of he ahead of us in 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, you are going to need to be a strong Christian in the days ahead. You are going to need some real firepower in your spirit. We talked about five keys, but if you don't get this one right, none of them will work for you. And you will be entangled. And ultimately, you'll miss your, your heavenly destination. Because if you don't forgive, your Father in Heaven can't forgive you. Today, I know we have a, a wide audience that listen to these. 
And I want to thank every single one of you for taking time to listen. But I really want to specifically talk to you that are battling with this area of unforgiveness. You need to give this to Jesus. You need to lay it down at his feet. And even as I've been talking, the Lord has been highlighting people in your life that you need to release. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to pray. And then after I get done praying, I want you to pray aloud with me. And we are going to lay this person down at the feet of Christ and never pick it back up again. And if you have to go the extra mile to buy them something, you really need to do that. But right now, I'm going to pray, and I just want you to close your eyes wherever you're at. And I'm going to believe that the Holy Spirit's going to come. And He's going to touch your life, and He's going to set you free. I even sense on here today that there's people that are listening to this, that you are battling with some severe depression. You're battling with some severe depression. Anxiety. Panic attacks. Nightmares. Right now, I command this spirit that is gripping you, I command it to break right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name right now. Depression, go. Anxiety, go right now in Jesus' name. Go. I command sweet sleep over your life. You give your beloved rest, Father. In Jesus' name. The joy of the Lord right now, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, I command all of this depression to lift right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus right now. That's His presence all over you right now. That's His presence right now. I feel it so strong. Depression is leaving you today. Today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you for every one of these precious people that have listened today. Lord, that you've highlighted areas in their life specifically of unforgiveness, hurts and wounds of the past, these hidden things of the heart that clog the heart of man. Jealousy, lust, bitterness, anger, unforgiveness, the hidden things, hidden, hidden, hidden things nobody knows about. Lord, today, we're laying it down at your feet. I want you to say this prayer with me. I want you to say this prayer with me. I want you to mean it with your heart. I want this to be a turning point for you. This is, you're never going to be the same after listening to this. This is a turning point for you. I want you to say this right now to Jesus. You're saying it to him and you're laying all of this down. I want you to say this prayer with me. With two. Say it to Jesus. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I forgive. And I want you to name the person right now that God has highlighted to you. You don't have to say it loud. Just say it under your breath. I want you to say it right now. Lord, I forgive. Now say their name right now out loud. Now say in Jesus' name. I lay, whoever, say the name, I lay blank at the feet of Jesus. Father, I forgive them. I release them to you. By faith, not by feelings, today, by faith. Lord, thank you. 
I bless them. I forgive them. And I forgive myself. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, right now for freedom in this area. Now, right now, I want you to lift those hands to heaven. I want you to thank him right now out of your mouth. I want you to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. They are forgiven. They are released. They are forgiven right now. They are forgiven. They are forgiven right now. Just begin to thank Jesus right now. Thank you, Father. They're forgiven. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, right now. They're released. They are released. Never to pick it up again. Anytime the enemy tries to throw it at you, nope, they're forgiven. They are forgiven. That's it. Right now. By faith. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. I just sense the anointing so strong right now. I sense His presence so strong. Right now. I know the, I know the anointing is flowing through this right now. I, it's touching people right now listening to this. I know it. I know it. I might not be able to see you, but I know the presence of God is touching people on this podcast, Empowered for the Hour. You're being empowered right now. I know it. I've been getting testimonies of people call, or texting me saying, listen, I've been listening to your, your podcast, and I, I don't know why I just can't stop laughing. <laughs> I don't know why I just can't, I start crying out of nowhere. I get. I don't know why I start speaking in tongues and getting touched. I feel so much peace and joy. That's God's presence. And I, and I know, I know God's doing that right now. I know he is. I feel it so strong. I love hearing these testimonies of what God's doing with these. It's awesome. It is awesome what the Lord is doing. Thank you, Father. Lord, I bless them today. I bless them today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Father. Well, listen, I want to thank you for listening to Empowered for the Hour. This is your host, Pastor Chris. I, I pray that you are blessed today. Five keys to being a strong Christian. Five keys to being a strong Christian. Number one. Maintaining a strong prayer life. Number two, allow the Holy Spirit to guide you with your decisions. Number three, staying faithful to the house of God. Number four, sharing Jesus with others, sharing your testimony. And then number five, walk in love and forgiveness towards others. I pray that these keys will sharpen you in your faith. That will help you run the heavenly race in this hour that we're living in love you so much. Listen, I pray you were blessed. I pray God touched you in a mighty way. And that today you walk free of any unforgiveness today. Never to pick it back up again. I love you so much. Share this with a friend. And until next time.